Welcome to the Breast Cancer Podcast. I'm breast surgeon, Dr. Deepahala Harvey. And I'm Monica Brooks, a breast cancer advocate. And we are both breast breast cancer cancer survivors. survivors. We're here to talk about all things breast cancer. From surgery to survivorship, we know firsthand the challenges a breast cancer diagnosis can bring. We are here to tackle topics that impact our lives. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the Breast Cancer Podcast. We're super pumped to have some really good information given to us from Jody Deisler, who is a physical therapist. And we're here to talk about prehab, which is a new term I hadn't heard of. Dr. Hall Harvey, you actually introduced that to me before my surgery. Yes. Things I yes. could be doing to get ready. Yes. And then also talk about rehab. I have this wonderful booklet in front of me um, that's called Your Guide to Breast Cancer Prehabilitation. I'm like, ah, this is perfect. We want to know all the things. So Jody, maybe just do an introduction for us so our audience can get to know you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name's Jody Deisler. And uh, as you said, I'm a physical therapist by trade. I've been treating for 31, almost 32 years now. <laughs> so I've wow. been out here this a while, um, specializing in oncology rehab the last 10 years. And um, just took over as the Revital uh, Cancer Rehab Director last October, November. So excited to be here. I mean, really, the main reason I'm excited to talk about this is for years, patients have said to me, gosh, I wish I would have known about this sooner when they come in for therapy. And I really, for a long time, about once a week, I would hear that comment. And I thought, well, gosh, there's things I can do to help people (laughs) know about this sooner. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe just talk about first, what is prehab? Yeah. Well, I guess first I'll sort of tell it what cancer rehab and that'll kind of go right into prehab. So, you know, cancer rehab is treating all the effects from cancer, surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, all the things that happen to get rid of your cancer. There's lots of side effects. And prehab is just seeing you kind of before that all starts to arm people, get them ready for that journey. I always think cancer is sort of like a marathon. It's a long journey from when you first get diagnosed to the end. And, you know, just like if you were going to go out and run a running race, you really wouldn't just go out and run it without any preparation. (laughs) You've got to get yourself prepared for that. And that's what I think of as prehab. You know, prehab is coming in, arming yourself, not only with the exercises to do, but the knowledge to really take the best care of yourself. The booklet, you you know, you just um, put up, that kind of goes through a lot of what we do in a prehab evaluation. Uh, when patients come in and, and prehab is sort of done either before surgery or before chemotherapy, kind of whatever your first big event with treatment is, it can be either of those. Uh, but when uh, patients come in for that prehab appointment, we are, you know, getting some baseline measurements, seeing if they have anything already going on, then doing lots of education on, you know, this is what's going to happen after surgery. And these are the things you need to be ready for. Um, the prehab booklet itself goes through what is cancer rehab, because that can be kind of confusing. <laughs> what are they going to do to be in there? So it goes through a little bit about what to expect. There's a whole area on what is lymphedema and what can I do to reduce my risk? What about shoulder mobility after surgery? What about getting back to do all my normal things? So it really goes through a lot of educational things. And uh, then we go through a lot of exercises. We get people started on a program. Again, kind of that, think of that marathon analogy. We want to get you as strong as we can because we know surgery and all those events are going to take you down just a little bit. And we want to make sure we keep you high, you know, through that whole journey. We get you started on a walking program 
you know, and the exercises are going to be a lot of mobility things, but it's even some simple things like diaphragmatic breathing, which is sort of a form of deep breathing. Really important going into surgery to help reduce anxiety. Really important after surgery for the same reason. Yeah. <laughs> to help reduce anxiety, help decrease pain. It's also really good for your lymphatic system. Um, so another, you know, really good reason to do it. And I find that patients really have fun when they come in for therapy, you know, in with a diagnosis like cancer, that's really a lot out of your control. And therapy is a way that you can empower yourself. And, you know, it's a positive thing. It's a fun environment where you're seeing other patients in the gym that are going through the same things that you're doing. And, um, you know, so it's a little bit of a community too. Uh, so that, yeah, that's a little bit about prehab. So, um, can we use me as an example? I'm going to ask yeah. you a question. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So a couple of things. Well, one radiation, when I had radiation, I was doing a lot of moving and stretching before, during, and after radiation, but I recently had deep flap surgery and I, I'm sure you're familiar with a lot of the yeah. surgeries specific to breast cancer. Is there anything I could have done to like better prepare myself for that surgery? Like what's something you would have recommended as an example? Yeah. So when we know somebody's going in for deep flap surgery, actually we'll start things like diaphragmatic breathing and also some core stabilization to get that area ready. Yeah. Um, you know, and having another surgery adds more scar tissue. So just a lot of overhead activities and just getting out and moving all the research says overwhelmingly that exercising all through treatment is going to help with recovery. People aren't going to have that cancer-related fatigue. They're going to have the stops in treatment as much, hopefully not having as many visits to the emergency room. So those would have been things I would have started you with, or even right after. Um, we see a lot of people right after deep flap, just for that reason, you know, and you probably remember this, after surgery, that's a big incision, yep. <laughs> to hip. and so a lot of patients are sort of bent over because mm -hmm. they don't want to stretch that incision. They're a little bit nervous about that. And of course that causes other problems like, oh, now my back hurts. Exactly. <laughs> and now, and you know, and if you think about that posture, when you're sort of bent over a little bit, you're not reaching overhead as much. So you're not moving the, those chest wall scars as much, as much either. So that is a common thing that we will see people for before and after surgery. You mentioned a term and it's also mentioned in your book, cancer related fatigue. What can we do? I feel like I am still fatigued <laughs> from so much that I've been through since my initial diagnosis, it feels just like I, I just don't have the same energy level I used to. What are some things that can help with that? Yeah, well, that actually is a topic I was just talking with another physician about this weekend. She said to me, fatigue begets fatigue. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you're tired, you lay around more, you know, it's a vicious yeah. circle. And I always think, you know, if you are not going through cancer treatment, you come home from work and you're tired, you lay down, you take a nap, you get up and you feel refreshed. Sometimes when you're going through cancer and you're tired, you lay down, you get up and you don't feel better. Yeah. So the most important thing I think is to get on a dosed exercise program or like a dosed walking program specifically. Um, and that is really going to help your energy level. I mean, really all of the research has shown that. And it, it does seem opposite, like, gosh, why would exercise make me less tired? But it really does work. <laughs> it really does work. Uh, I think both physically and mentally makes you feel better. Also shows like you mentioned, and Dr. Alaharv, you've talked about this too, is ways we take our power back. And the things that aren't in our control is the fact that we have cancer, maybe the treatment that we're going through, but looking at this, like, what can I do? Well, I can move my body and maybe you just start with 
a small walk. Like it doesn't have to be like you're training for a marathon, even though we talked about a marathon, right. it could just be the small incremental steps that we're taking to make an improvement. But that yeah. feels so empowering at the same time. Like, Hey, cause that's what I wanted to, I was like, what else can I be doing? Like the chemo, I stopped chemo and I started freaking out. Like, Oh my gosh, is my cancer coming back? Well, then I changed my diet and then I started moving and doing those things can feel really good physically, but also emotionally and mentally as well. Well, and the recommendations for exercise are exactly the same for someone going through cancer for, as for someone who's not. So the recommendations are 150 minutes of moderate exercise a week and a couple of days a week of resistance training. And as I said, that's whether or not you're going through treatment or not. So it doesn't have to be hours a day. 30 minute walk five days a week and a couple of days of some light strengthening can really get you right at that recommendation, you know, recommended level. And, you know, really, you know, we are talking a little bit about prehab, but I definitely want people to know that we can see you anywhere along that continuum, you know, whether it's before surgery or five or 10 years out from surgery, the biggest thing I like to tell my patients is don't settle. <laughs> we can help with some of these things. You know, don't say, well, I, you know, I haven't been able to reach overhead now since surgery. Well, we can change those things. Let's work on them. Mm -hmm. You know, we one in therapy, we really try to individualize our goals to the patient. Like I'll give an example. I had a patient that was a handicapped uh, school bus driver and I saw her after treatment. She had already gone through surgery, all of her treatments, but she came to me because she couldn't go back to work because she couldn't push the wheelchairs up onto the bus and she couldn't reach overhead to hook the harness. And so she had a lot of anxiety and stress. And, you know, she, at a time when she should have been really happy, like I'm, I'm done with all this treatment. She was feeling anxiety because I'm a single mom. I've got to go back to work and I can't, I got to pay my bills. And so we just set goals specifically for that. And we set up simulations to work on getting that wheelchair up and work on getting overhead. And we got her back to work, which was a good thing. Uh, but those are the types of things we do to truly try to individualize treatment because, you know, everybody's different what they need to get back to. And sometimes it's as simple as, you know, just recently, I guess last week I had a young mom and she had a six and eight, has a six and eight year old little girls. And her biggest goals when I was talking to her in prehab was I want to be able to drive my kids to their activities. I want to take them to dance class. I know my mom's going to be there and she's going to be helping me, but I want to do that. And I want to help them with their homework and I want to be out in the backyard playing. So I said, well, let's arm you with everything we can so you can keep doing all of those things. And so that's what we really try to do in therapy, whether we're seeing them on the front end or on, you know, many years later, finding what is the, what, what are you having the most struggles with? What, what's your biggest fear? What's your biggest worry? And let's work on that. And I think a lot of parents from what I've read or heard in the community is, is they do struggle with, I want to be able to pick up my kid again, or when can I pick yeah. them up because they're so young. And it sounds like every situation may be different, but going to see that physical therapist to help you strengthen whatever it needs to be to get back to where you want to be. So yeah. go with a physical therapist and talk about what you want, like the outcomes that you would expect from physical therapy. That way they can help you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just think the more you can arm yourself for this journey, the more you're going to feel empowered and in control of the situation. Um, and it's a positive thing you're doing for yourself. You know, that mm -hmm. 
I don't think you can say enough about that. <laughs> Jody, I do have a question. So I'm thinking of a patient who comes into my office. They have extensive cancer in the breast and the lymph nodes, and they need mastectomy with lymph node dissection. So we send them to you. How do you prepare them? You know that this person not only needs an X dissection, but they're going to get radiation. So the risk of lymphedema is like 30 to 40% is what we quote in the office. So what are some things this patient can be doing in addition to seeing you? What kind of things do you tell them? Yeah. So we always really review what lymphedema is first and foremost, and kind of what makes you at higher risk, which is if you're having that axillary lymph node dissection, if you're going to have radiation, if you have a little higher BMI, or if you have an infection, we know those are going to put you at higher risk. Um, so most of all, doing some education on what is lymphedema and really explaining some of the things to watch for. Like I always say, like the knuckle sign, see how you have the little dips in your knuckles in between? That should look pretty equal on both sides. If all of a sudden it's looking kind of filled in on one side and not another, yep, check it out. I'm okay. <laughs> You're good. Looking at, looking at my knuckles That's right now. That's an easy way to watch for it. Or looking at the backs of your hands, you know how you have the tendons that kind of stick out? That should feel equal on both sides or look equal. Heaviness, or tightness in the elbow are some of the first warning signs. So sort of having the education to know to watch for those things is first and foremost. And early range of motion. Those are the only two things that they have found that will help reduce the risk, early range of motion for sure. And there's lots of really good strengthening programs that have shown risk reduction. There's a great one called Strength After Breast Cancer. It was based on a study that was out of Pennsylvania on a resistive exercise um, program that when done really regularly can really reduce your chance of, of developing lymphedema or reduce the severity if you already have it. So I think that's a really great time to visit a physical therapist so they can do that full evaluation and see what kind of risk reduction do we need to do? What can we get you started on to decrease your chance of that happening? And you guys in the office do a great job with the SOZO measurements. And what I'm finding is I don't hear patients say anymore, I wish I'd known about this sooner, <laughs> which is a wonderful yeah. thing to not hear. Right. Yeah. I don't hear that near as often because you guys are checking and catching things earlier in the office. And we're just not seeing that near as, as often where people are at that advanced stage by the time they get to us. And that's, that's a rewarding thing for me, for sure. Yeah. So is it possible, Dr. Ella Harvey, when you see a patient, like say I was in there and I know things change over time. Um, is this something that would have been on a plan? So I knew like I was having my mastectomy, chemo. Do surgeons, doctors refer for prehab? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So typically before they get the treatment started, like Jody mentioned, before starting chemo or, radi or uh, surgery. So in event patients present to us, either they go to chemotherapy yeah. first or they have surgery first. And so they go to see Jody before that's his prehab. But Jody just came about in the last year or so. So we haven't actually yeah. done this before that. So, and the great thing about Jody, you know, on top of how great you are and what you do and what a great speaker you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use the analogy of a marathon because when you get <laughs> diagnosed with cancer, it is a marathon and it, it's not a sprint. You know, there are a series of things you have to go through right. to get to the end of the treatment. So it is like a marathon. So I'm going to steal that Jody from you. Sure. <laughs> the other fabulous thing about Jody is she always comes to a pre-treatment conferences. So it's a conference where we present our new cancer patients. It's mm -hmm. like a tumor board. It's a multidisciplinary conference where we as breast surgeons present our new cancer patients. There is medical oncologist, radiation oncologist, radiologist, pathologist. We discuss these new cancer cases. And so Jody is always there reminding us to send these patients to prehab. 
can I, I can I, I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you do that because you're so focused on this patient needing surgery, this yeah. patient needing chemo. Sometimes we're not thinking it, I'll be very honest, but you being there, it has really helped a lot in getting more patients to you. So thank you for doing that. And I hope this helps the listeners also that are outside of Columbus to ping your doctor and yes. say, Hey, can I get a referral if they need it for some prehab before I start chemo surgery, radiation, all of those things. And then the doctor may say like, well, why? And they'll say, listen to the breast cancer podcast because Jody <laughs> Deisler will tell you all about it. And Dr. Bella Harvey and how beneficial, because we're all in this for outcomes. What's the best possible outcome we can have for this patient, whether it's through surgery, chemo radiation, or physical therapy. So if we could just all come together, like this conference that you give the multidisciplinary board, how can we have the best outcome for the patient? Well, it's going to take a number of things yes. to get there. A number of people. Exactly. Including people. Your, yes. Prehab slash rehab is another way our patient can have a better outcome, a better quality of life. You know, a patient gets told they have cancer. So the day that the patient gets told they have cancer, they become a breast cancer survivor. The sooner you take control, the sooner you become your own captain of the ship. So things you can control. Yep. Exercising is absolutely number one thing that you can control. Eating a healthy diet is absolutely breathing. breathing yeah. As simple as breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to patients' heart and lungs in the office, obviously, to listen to heart and lungs, but I make sure to tell them to take deep breaths as I'm listening to their lungs. It serves two purposes. I'm listening to their lungs but it also calms them down. I tell that to the residents and the fellows, you know, always take time to let them take those few deep breaths in and out and they instantaneously calm down. So as simple as breathing, we all need reminders. We all need reminders, exercising, a couple of times of strength training. I'm very big proponent of strength training because for us women, as we get older, we lose bone density. And so it's really important to pick up those weights and do those weights. And um, I was just saying, I know you guys probably have listeners that aren't just in the local area as well. Yes. You know, we have revital cancer rehab right here and we have it in 22 states around the country. But if you're in an area that doesn't have it, you can still go on our website and we can direct you to people in oh, your wow. area. That's um, wonderful. So it's just revitalcancerrehab.com. Uh, and that you just put in your area code and that'll help you get to somebody who can give you some information. So even if you're not in a state that has it, we can direct you to some physical therapists in that area that, you know, that also do the oncology rehab. So I always want people to know that even if you're not local, because they're, you know, you guys are doing a great job right here. But, you know, maybe in other areas, they're not. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. you always have to be your own best advocate in in those instances. 100%. I agree. I just have just a few more questions for you. Is there a common question that gets asked by breast cancer survivors are in physical therapy that would benefit our audience of knowing the answer? Yeah, there's, there's a couple of things I hear almost every week. One is, what about my insurance? <laughs> is mm. this going to be covered by my insurance? That's always a big worry. And it is, we, we, you know, we take most all major insurances and any place that does physical therapy does this. Um, we verify people's insurances. So, it, you know, whether you're having a knee replacement or an ankle sprain, or you have had some oncology services, you're going to be covered by physical therapy the same either way. So that's always verified. It's never, never a surprise. Nobody ever wants a surprise at the end of treatment. People always know upfront, okay, you have a $10 copay, just like you do with all your visits or, or whatever that particular benefit is. So that's, that's one question I always get answered or get asked. Um, the other one is, are you a part of my oncology team? Are you going to communicate with them? Mm. People really want to know that are, you know, 
Uh, and the answer is yes, <laughs> we do communicate. Dr. Holly Harvey is, would be well aware. We send you lots of notes. Here yes. Here. We always want um, the physician who's sending that patient to know this is what we've gotten started on. This is what we're doing. And that way, when they come back in, you know, they can pull those notes up and know, oh, it looks like you're doing quite well with this, or it looks like we need to work on this. Um, so those are definitely two common questions. And then the other one is, what is cancer rehab? Um, you know, if you're having a knee replacement, people are very aware of what's going to happen in physical mm -hmm. therapy. Okay. They're going to bend my knee. They're going <laughs> to, mm -hmm. but many times, well, what are you going to do? You're not curing my cancer. And of course we're not people like Dr. Halla Harvey are taking care of getting rid of the cancer and the radiation oncologist, the medical oncologist, but we're treating all the side effects from the disease and the surgery and all of the treatments. So, you know, think about things like pain, loss of motion, loss of strength, peripheral neuropathy is a really common one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And peripheral neuropathy, we actually treat quite a bit because you're three times more likely to fall if you have peripheral neuropathy. Wow. And, you know, nobody wants a hip fracture on top right. of everything right. else that's going on. Yeah. Uh, lymphedema, of course, we treat and then the cancer-related fatigue. So lots of things to really think about and make sure, you know, what I always say to patients is talk to your doctors and let them know the symptoms you're having. Sometimes patients will feel a little bit intimidated to, you know, maybe kind of come in and they just talk about those main things that they don't bring up. Well, gosh, I'm really tired. I can't get my house clean or, you know, I haven't been able to return to driving. So that's always my biggest piece of advice to patients is talk to your doctors and let them know, you know, so that we can work on these things because as I said, I always tell people, don't settle. <laughs> yeah, We can work on these things. We can get better. <laughs> and maybe I, I interpret that as don't accept things for how they are. It's, it can yes. get better. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. There's always things we can do to work on this. Um, and, and you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, You're not alone in this. We, you know, we are part of a team. We're going to work with you, with your doctor, you know, and it's really centered around the patient, their goals. You know, the, sometimes it's a physician goal, like, gosh, maybe a radiation oncologist might send me someone and say, hey, we're starting radiation in four weeks and we've got to get that arm mm. over the head. So that's, you know, that's a goal the physician's giving me, but we also incorporate the patient's goals too. And that might be, I want to be able to lift my baby out of the crib. Yeah. Same yeah. positioning. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, it's getting people back to all of the things they were doing before they had that cancer diagnosis. The, you know, there's no reason we can't do everything afterwards that we did before. Jody, I do have a question for you. Do you help those women with pelvic dysfunction as a result of chemotherapy, vaginal dryness, sexual problems? Yeah, we do have a pelvic floor therapist. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a public floor therapist, so I'm not the expert on that, but we do have several public floor therapists and they keep very busy <laughs> Yeah, uh, because it's a big problem. Yes. Uh, yeah. So yes, we definitely do that service. And if you want to hear more about that, we do have a sexual dysfunction podcast. Yeah. So that goes into that a little bit more as far as what to do, what it is and things like that, but that's good to know. That's yes. a great question that yes. going to a physical therapist for that as well yes. um, to see the yeah, pelvic we have floor several, We have several clinicians in our market that do that. And so when we get a referral for that, we make sure they get right to those people. Great question. That's all I have. This was yeah. so helpful. I hope that people reach out to their doctor, yeah. get that referral, yeah. just take control of how they want to be, manage those expectations with the physical therapist and just get back to what you want to get back to having those goals and, and doing it. Correct. Right.
And Monica, you could come see me if you're having fatigue. I will. <laughs> you have fun. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jody. You know, one of my biggest passions in terms of helping my patients is, is quality of life issues. And you're doing yes. that for our patients. So I really appreciate that. And mm-hmm. end of the day, we don't want to live million years. We just, whatever time we are, have on this earth, we just want to have good quality of life. And thank you so much for helping our patients with that. So I truly appreciate that. So yes. oh, thank you. And thank you guys for what you do. This is wonderful. Of thank course. you. Well, that was really helpful. And I think she's right where you want to know about this ahead of time. And so hopefully with the listeners, they can really take that power back, go to your doctor, ask about physical therapy, ask about prehab. So this was very informative. Yeah. I think this is probably one of the most important things as you're going through your survivorship, you know, treatment plan. And as you go through recovery and also it gives you the tools to keep doing those exercises, even after you're done with surgery and chemo and other things. And some things I tell my patients is make sure you're using your arms daily and don't baby your arms and don't keep them so close to your arms or to your body rather. Uh, Make sure you're using it, your range of motion and, you know, recruit your family to help you with meals and things like that as you, you know, going through treatments and wearing a loose fitted clothes, talking to your therapist on a regular basis and um, just, you know, creating a plan for your household tasks and activities. Again, you know, take using your help of your uh, family members. The most important thing is sleep. Sleep is really important for healing as well as good nutrition and exercise. But those are some take-home tips for me. But yeah, a prehab is definitely great for, you know, improvement in range of motion, quality of life issues Mm -hmm. as uh, men and women are going through this. So wonderful. Yeah. Well, this was great information. We hope you enjoy this information as well and pass it along to someone that may need this. And um, that's a wrap for today. Yeah. All awesome. Right. That was a great episode. Bye, Bye. everyone.